Welcome back, loyal listeners and super fans of the Bucktooth Gremlins. But uh, this week with the Bucktooth duo, with one of our cast members, Sean is not appearing on today's podcast, Peter. No, he's not here. Rumor is he's got the shits. Uh, I cannot <laughs> confirm that, but I would say that's not the case. He will be. He will return. He's sitting there going, on our next podcast. Whoa, whoa! Don't have the shits there, buddy. Hey, <laughs> he will definitely be uh, back. In the fold next week. So and, I'm he, only, and I'm only joking because he'll freak out. No, <laughs> he doesn't have the shits, okay? But we would like to say, and going back at the crystal ball, I'm reading an article. Actually, it's kind of comical from Collider saying how uh, Mario Brothers has blown past projections once again when we predicted months ago this was going to be a gigantic movie. I said it was going to be the biggest. If you go back... I think I said it was going to be the biggest film of the year that I thought. I We thought that, but we thought Guardians might give it a run, but this thing has legs. It's going. Because you know why? It appeals to every single age group. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm I mean, amazed you at the might, You might miss senior citizens by a tad. But you have kids from, I would say, 55 to 5. You know, that means a 50-year group that's watching this movie i have to go see it i've not seen it yet and you have nobody to go see it with. i know you're my gonna, you're gonna have to drag your daughter i have to take my daughter she'll probably come with me but she said something yesterday that she um you're she wants to bring your niece too because your niece really is a mario fan oh yeah i'll pop yeah i'll see i mean i just need people to go with that's all no one wants yeah. to go with me i said ava go because i said ava go with your dad at least you can get a popcorn out of it yeah and at least i can like come here and, and say wow that was really good because i can't speak of it but it's doing monster money and we said it was going to do now that. you um, saw top gun maverick loved in, it. in the 4dx with the moving seats are you willing to do that with mario yeah i think it'd be cool i think it'd make the ride Why, when, it's jumping, more, right, yeah. when it's jumping around and shit yeah kind of like i go back to mario from the beginning i mean we were we were early Nintendo and Atari guys. So, we, you know, early Nintendo. I mean, I was playing Mario since the beginning. You know, a um, couple other things have been going on. Mandalorian, yeah. I think, just wrapped up the eight episodes. Did not you finish a, it? I watched last week's. Um, not, I've not been impressed by it. What's wrong with it? I this, just don't, without getting into details, what's wrong with it? This I just year? don't like it. I think it's 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 campy. It's I think they lost their way. But you like the first two I like the first two seasons. Then I say the first season and a half, and then I... I don't know. It started really fading for me. It just doesn't work for me anymore. And it's kind of it's disheartening to me as a fan it's, of Star Wars. Is it just that the series is going nowhere? I, yeah. See, the Boring, way I, drawn out. The way I do it is I wait till they all air, oh. and then I binge. Yeah, I just don't like it. I just not right. Just I don't know. I don't know why I don't like it. I can't get it. I don't know if it's the writing. If well, you've had a problem with a lot of the a Star lot of the new Wars Star Wars shows. stuff, I do not like. You didn't like the Obi Wan show. Really. No, I, I did like Obi Wan. I liked some of Obi Wan. I liked the. The stuff with Vader, I thought that, was, that should have been really what it was more about. Which, which didn't you like? Was it um, and Andor you didn't like? I, no, I didn't finish Andor. I didn't like any of the new trilogy movies. Well, I know you didn't like the trilogy movies. Uh, I liked yeah, no, Boba Fett. Liked, I thought you liked The Force Awakens. No, I thought that was horrific. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, like any I, of them. We saw Last Jedi together, and I know you didn't like. I don't it like any of them. To see it. I didn't like any of them. I think they they're on. You know, so I can go into a two hour podcast. That's on something. My, we're gonna, I think yeah, that's something we're going to do down the road because one of the things we talked about was doing series, and it, it goes back to look at what Mario's doing. I haven't seen it, but from what people are saying, it, it it's not agenda driven. I think there's a lot of agenda going on, and it's ruining a lot of movies. People have this. There, we hate talking. I don't want to talk politics on the show, but. That's unfortunately what we're seeing a lot. There's a political bent, in my own opinion, to what's being produced in Hollywood today. But it's weird. If I'm looking ahead at there's this like at least three films this summer that I'm looking at that are 
seem to go anti that agenda. Burt Kreischer, you know who he is? That's the fat comic who always has his shirt off. <laughs> All right, he's got an R-rated comedy coming out in May. I hope it's good. Um, there's an R-rated talking dog movie coming out in June with Will Farrell and Jamie Foxx as the dogs. Uh, there's also an R-rated Jennifer Lawrence sex comedy coming out in June. So it looks like they're starting to try to get away from that narrative a little bit. I doubt it. <laughs> Wait till you watch the film. I just don't know why you have this whole political agenda being pushed on the on flip film. side, though, In it general. looks like the Universal is slowly taking over as the kings of animation over Disney. You know, it's, it's like at the end of the day, when you're a publicly traded company, like all that, they have a fiduciary responsibility to their investors to make money. Yeah. That's the bottom line. If you're not making money, in my opinion, you should be fired from your job. If you're, if you are, if you are pushing something that people are not buying, because at the end of the day, people will lose jobs because of your, these producers, these directors, these people behind the scenes who have an agenda that they want to push across to make that show. Right. And, you know, be be open and honest about it. Well, let's. Uh, buddy You're going to see it in Star Wars. Watch what happens to these numbers on some of, of these shows coming out. A buddy of mine at Disney and I talked about this four or five years ago before the Avengers last two films. And I said there's going to come a day where we are going to hit superhero fatigue. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yep. And I, th you know, Disney will ride it out and ride it out. Yes. But then what are they going to do? And I think we're getting to that point now. I think DC's got a better chance of overcoming the superhero fatigue by tapping into unknown resources with the characters that they have there, that we haven't mm. seen their full potential. Whereas I think Marvel has blown their wad so much with the heavy hitters that all they've got left or the bit is the bit characters right. and Spider-Man. Right. And they I keep mean, going with Spider-Man well. Right, and right. you're going to go back now, and you're going to reboot X-Men again. You're going to reboot Fantastic Four again. Until they stop making money, you know, well, is, that's the question. Ant-Man was, I don't care what they say, Ant-Man was a box office letdown. Well, I would love to see, can like, does Disney actually put out the legitimate Disney Plus numbers and how long people are actually watching the programs for? No, I would love to see that. Nobody, no, none of them do. Netflix doesn't do that either. I know. I, I wonder why. Because as a like, if, you're, if I'm investing in Disney, I want to see that. The biggest problem is what happened is when these shows do premiere, there'll be guys, and I don't do it. I keep my subscription services. I don't drop and come back. But there are guys who will wait until that eight episodes of Mandalorian airs, mm -hmm. then buy Disney Plus for a month and, and, drop, and drop it. it. Yeah. So they're not making any money. They're not keeping people in the long term, which is ultimately why I said streaming. You need theatrical for the streaming. Right. You can't make money just right. with streaming. You, you need the theatrical is almost like the coming attraction. Yeah. It's it's the teaser to get people to watch it at home. Right. And so I guess all this talk about movies is kind of what put us in a different direction this week on our podcast. We were going to we were. I've always thought of this idea with friends. We've had this discussion at bars around, you know, a couple of beers or whatever, just shooting the breeze. I've always had this idea of, you know, if you're stranded on a deserted island, and you can do this with anything if you're, you know, listeners out there with your friends. Is this movies on a deserted island? No. Because I know you're bringing Karate Kid. No, it's absolutely, that would definitely be in my <laughs> knapsack. But I always thought of albums. If you're stuck, you can only go... 
and you had the ability to play this music and you had to pick 10 of your favorite albums of all time, what would they be? And that's got, as I think where our discussion is going to lead to today. Again, it's just Pete and I, we're kind of shorthanded. So I think the, the exercise was come up with 10 albums, but no soundtracks and no greatest hits. And this was actually, this probably, this took me a very long time. This is years in the making for me. I can years. Tell, I can tell you one right off the bat, I was pissed because I'm like, damn, I'd like to put Elton John's greatest hits on there because yeah. that to me, but that it's was easy. an album I played over and yeah. over and over. But it's, the greatest hits are easy. I know. You know, and then you can come up with 20 greatest hits. And some of these, like, for me, I was like, man, what albums would I have to listen to for the rest of my life if I was, if I was stuck there forever? It. Took me a little while for it's, the list, and I ended up swapping out five yeah, of them. I I swapped out a lot, and I actually made honorable mentions at the end. Yeah, me too. And here's my question: Did any artist duplicate? Did you have two albums from one? No, artist? I did. I didn't have two duplications, and I tried very hard not to. I did only for the person, and I, we'll go over why. I, I have a backup to one band because I don't know if it falls into the category as a, of a greatest hits. So I do have a backup plan. Oh, so it's going to be up to me to tell you. Yeah, it's got to be up to you. And I don't know if you really know much about the album, so you might have to do, you have to look it up a little bit while I'm talking. And in interest of full disclosure here, folks, with my top 10 list, there are going to be some albums here where you people are going to laugh at it. Oh, yes. But I will give reasons why it's on my list. So, Kevin, I I want to hear what your first one is. Well, mine is pretty much pigeonholed, and again, to our... Hopefully one day, huge audience, but to, but to the friends and family who listen to me, I think well, no, this we've is, got more than friends and family. You know, we've got people yeah. in Brussels and Japan. You know, and, and, and for posterity reasons, I think that if I ever, you know, I'm blessed one day to have grandchildren or great-grandchildren and go back and listen to this and get to know me a little bit, maybe they can look up these albums, just like with movies. But my first album, and this is not in order of my favorite album, because that was that's a whole nother um I think a whole nother universe for me because I, I I love music and it's probably because I can't play it. I appreciate it. It's like art. Like I love looking at artwork and posters and pictures because I can't draw. I can't play music. Didn't right? you try to play guitar for like 10 I, minutes? Well, no, I, I've always tried. Like even in my house, like we have a drum set. My son wanted to play drums. I have a bass. I've actually was not that bad. I actually used a video game called Rocksmith. And I plugged the bass in, and I was able to play a couple of songs. Like, I just didn't... It's just like a hobby. It's a something I just don't have the time to do. Well, you had one son that did band did, for... Yeah, they both did. Yeah, my son both, played saxophone oh, so, for up through senior high school. Okay, so they both did. And I was actually having this conversation with him this morning, uh, and he told me his favorite all-time album. I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. What was it was, it? It's ACDC, High Voltage. What? Yeah. And I told him, I said, hey, you know, you should go back, and I got the bass downstairs, maybe be something, you know, play some music. That's, like, that's um, a great sorry, album. That's an influence from you, though. Yeah. He wouldn't have picked that up on his own. No, I think he, no, Pete, these kids today, they just put up on their phone. If they hear, they hear you talking two seconds, they'll pull up, you know. Was that Owen or Gavin? Owen. You know, they'll pull up Slayer and listen to a Slayer song. You tell them Elton John, they'll look it up right on their phone, and that's how they think they get into music. You know, it's weird that you said that, because my nephew was the same way. Yeah. And, I, you know, I he, see him now go back, and he's listening to a lot of 80s and 90s. And I say, why? And he said, simply put, you, you, my, my mom and you. Yeah, it's interesting. When that's I look what at I my list, listening to. there's only, like, the majority of the albums I have on my list were before I was even born. You're kidding? Nope. And I'm. There's two, eight out of the eight out of my seven out of the ten are were uh, 
debuted before I was even born. And I'm looking at my list, not one album out of the 80s, past the 80s. Yes, zero for me also. Zero. No, I I do. An honorable mention, I have a 1990 album. And I think I know what that one's going to be. No, you don't. I guarantee you that. No. So So no Nirvana. So no Nirvana made the list. Nope. Me either. All right. So the first um, album I picked that I would bring bring my knapsack on my dessert island is the band, the second album from the band. I knew I knew uh, there was going to be a yeah that the, this was the you you have a good history with the band yeah you you why I I don't know it was probably introduced to me actually I the band I guess I was later in high school and I started getting into the friends older brother into the like the Grateful Dead and I was before that I was pretty much straight up heavy metal you know um and then it was like wow this is kind of kind of different it was like this americana type music and then back in the day what were the um was it warner Bros. universe where you get like the penny cds uh columbia house. columbia house and then so i had the columbia house it was like 25 cds whatever it was the first run and i'm like it's 12 cds for a buck and i see the band's greatest hits i'm like the band and i clicked on it and i got the greatest hits i it opened up a whole new world to me of this kind of folksy rock americana i I, you know i i don't know if i can rock so much with the band i think it's more blues no Mm, no i think it's more of like this kind of and even from the cover art of the first album country blues i almost Uh, it's this it's different it's everything it's 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 like old medicine show music it's country it's blues it's rock and there's a lot of brass it's, it's jazz it's right it's brass instruments it's it's American music, even though the majority of them were Canadian. Robbie Robinson was Canadian. Oh, they were all except Levon. Levon wasn't Canadian. No, they were. The, he was the only one. But that album. Rick Danko was Canadian too. Yes. Yep. Rich Emanuel, they're all Canadian. And for me, I just look at that. Even just the, from the, the cover album, it's the black and white. It looks like they're from like the, the during the Civil War, these guys that cover the album. So it was like <laughs> this. I'm looking at it and I remember looking at this album like, wow, it's like this is really a cool picture. And then I just, for me, it's just such a great album from beginning to end. You know, one of my favorite all-time songs ever written is The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. That's the third well, that's song the, in that. That's probably album. the biggest hit. Uh, uh, probably. Um, the Weight. Being, the Weight is, is, the weight on this the weight is not on here. It's across the great. And I, there's other songs on here that I can listen to just forever. Like When You Awake. You probably, you know, that just for me is just Whispering Pines, Jamama Surrender, Jawbone is one of my favorite bands. I, I, every, every song on here, beginning to end, I can listen to over and over and over. I mean... Uh, King Harvest is about the harvest, right? And guys having to pay off the union dues and not having enough money. So there's a lot of realness to this album for and, me. And they also may be responsible for probably the greatest concert film Uh-oh. ever made in oh, The Last absolutely. Waltz. The Last Waltz is a, probably the best concert film ever made. Martin Scorsese. And it's crazy, too, because I think you pointed it out to me, and I didn't know that the last so- the first song in the movie is actually the last, the last song, song they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that wasn't really their last concert. It wasn't? No, there were concerts after that. The Rock of Ages, that album, that double CD or double record, I think was their last album. But Robbie, Ro- did Robbie Robertson do the shows with them I think he that? did. I think he was on that Rock of Ages stuff. And well, then he was done after that. Right. He never played with them again. When you finally got to, when you got to see him. I didn't see Robbie Robertson. No, I saw Levon and Rick. Yeah. And, and Rich Emanuel passed and um, Garth, you know, Garth Hudson was there. Garth is still around. Garth though, is still it? around. Yeah. He's probably the, he's the only one left. No, Robbie R- Robertson. Robbie Robertson, yeah. But he, does he play 
any band music anymore when he does any solo shows? I'm, Robbie, I'm sure he he doesn't really play much anymore. I don't think Robbie. Robinson. No, he doesn't. But he does. It's film very scores. good. Very good documentary. I think it was on Prime or Netflix. The one Robbie Robertson, the brothers. Yeah, yeah. Once we were brothers. Once we were very, brothers. very, very good. Well, did they have a big falling out? Yeah, yeah. They had a big falling out. Uh, the Wheels on Fire, the book by Levon Helm. You know, if you're into the band or you don't know who they are. Just YouTube him, you know. And, just, and a lot of people who don't know who Levon Helm is, you know, oh, he, was yeah, the actor. Drum, he was the drummer, but he for the band, but he also acted. Yep. He was Sissy Spacek's father in Coal Miner's Coal Daughter. Miner's daughter. He was in the right, the right stuff. stuff. Yeah. So Levon Helm also had a lot of good acting work in in there too. And they made a lot of their stuff up here in New York at Woodstock, upstate, upstate, uh, right outside Woodstock. That or was, in Woodstock. Yeah, but that was his. The big pink. That was, was his own studio. He lived right? up there. Yeah, yeah. He lived. We up know in people who went, who went there. to the yeah, went to the Midnight Rambles, and you know Levon was a great artist, great American artist. And for any listener out there, just if you listen to the Night They Drove Old Dixie Nam. It'll change you. It'll change your life. That al- those that, that album literally changed my life. Side note: Cripple Creek is an offensive song. <laughs> for, <laughs> it's for canceled my, for today. My, yeah. For my own, would they? Uh, nah, yeah. Surprised they haven't canceled Dixie yet. But I do like. Uh, I do like the band. And so for me, the band that's not number one. It's just it's in the knapsack. None of my albums are in any particular order here. By the way. Okay. What do you got? All right. First one I got, and I'm <laughs> Duran Duran Rio. Okay. All right. I like Duran. And here's why. Back when this album came out was when WLIR, which was a big oh, yeah. station here in yeah, New York, 927, right? was starting to hit its peak. And that was the only place what? where you could hear Duran Duran. Oh, on that LIR? Yeah, you had Girls on Film and Planet Earth. And those were, and then Rio came out. And Hungry Like the Wolf was oh, the first great single. Song. And I'm like, this is amazing. And I had to get the album originally as a British import. Because it had not been released here in the States yet. And I'm listening to Duran Duran, this album over and over, Rio, and I'm like, going, everybody, you gotta listen to it. You gotta listen to it. There's great songs on here. You had uh, Save um, Save a Prayer from the uh, Save a Prayer, uh, Rio, Hungry Like the Wolf, uh, My Own Way. There were a lot of good songs on this album. And then all of a sudden, pop stations caught Hungry Like the Wolf oh, and yeah. MTV. Yep. And MTV created Duran Duran. They were made for MTV. They were because of the music videos. Yeah, Russell Mulcahy, an Australian director, did a lot of their music videos initially in the beginning. Simon Le Bon is a good-looking guy, right? The whole band was yeah. John Taylor, Nick Rhodes, uh, Andy Taylor. Yep, uh, and uh, I think it was Roger Taylor. I think there were three Taylors in that band, um, and they were just huge. They were. Would you compare it to NSYNC in any way? Because they were close in... Like boy band? Uh, yeah. They weren't a boy band. They were in their 20s. But the, they weren't... I don't think they were packaged. Maybe they were because a lot of the girls had the posters on the walls, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. They would probably... Not as a boy band, but it... Hmm. Kind of sold like that, produced like kind that. Of close, kind of... In the States here, at least, anyway. Right. But the... Well, who, the only really big video was Hunger Like the Wolf and Rio, right? Off that album? Off of that album? Yeah. Uh, did Save a, Save a Prayer didn't have it. No, there really no, was no other videos off. Two. But it was those two, and Hungry huge. Like the Wolf was huge. Yeah. I, I, but that album was out for almost close to a year before it got its traction here in the States. Yeah. So I'm proud to say that I was an early Duran Duran Oh, fan. so you were, you were in it before. I was, was on I was I was in before it hit. And... 
the other thing with Duran, Duran is for years I tried to go see him live. And one misstep or another can never get to see him. There were times where, great, Duran Duran's going to be here. Oh, guess what? You're out of town. You can't go see Duran Duran. Finally got to see them front row, Madison Square Garden, last fall. And I was not disappointed. And you know what's interesting? Just looking up here, um, so the co-founder of MTV said that English videos look like commercials, television commercials. And Duran Duran got the, when they came over to they basically, they understood that platform, well, commercials. Do, do you remember the Hungry Like the Wolf? Oh, video? yeah, yeah. It was like Raiders of the Lost Yeah, Star. yeah, yeah. Who was that uh, imam in that video? No. That was an African-American model, right? It, it was, but it wasn't Iman. Iman, I think, was in... She married David Bowie, but I think she was in a Bowie video. A Bowie video? Okay. I mean, that video was cool. I remember being like a little kid seeing that on TV. And it's a great song. Yeah, it's definitely so, awesome still song. Still and they had a lot of hits after that, and they were consistent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they started working with guys like Niall Rogers from Chic. Yep. Um, Duran Duran Rio was a... And I, it's not their debut album. It's technically their second album. Their first... Their first one was kind of like an EP, so Rio oh. may have been their first full-length album, Durant. and it was the first real release here in the States, Duran Duran Rio. Love every song on it. Wow, so that. that is on your knapsack. That's that, is in my, that is in my knapsack. And that's the one I thought you were going to laugh at. Nah, Duran Duran is cool. I, mine definitely here is, this is an easy one for me. Um, not a bad song on this album. Uh Appetite for Destruction, Guns N' Roses. Ooh. Not a, oh, you just got it on vinyl. Yeah, I just got it on vinyl. Yeah, not a bad song from beginning to end on that album. And my only, like, sometimes when I go back and I have to I kind of, like, look at this, it's an exercise that I do, like, some bands to me that are overplayed, like a Guns N' Roses, um, you have to go back and, like, I probably have heard just on local radio throughout my life, Paradise City and Welcome to the Jungle probably 7,000 times, right? You have to just go back and like think, wow, I'm hearing this like for the first time. You know, Welcome to the Jungle, just the opening screeching it's of a, that. It's a it's the first track. It's on the, the first album, track right? on the album. It's a great lead off. Great lead off, and then Rocket Queen ends it. And there is not every song on an album is a hit. Every single one, and they were kind of, you know, Guns N' Roses were a little bit kind of grungier than those other hair bands at the time. I mean, they took a little bit of a. You couldn't even turn. see Slash's face. No. And that album was just so like Axel comes out and he's in the electric chair bouncing around. He comes off the bus, you know, the, you know, he comes into LA with the suitcase or the guitar case. It's just a great album. Great cover art. Awesome from beginning to end. Definitely my bucket. My Sweet, Sweet Child of Mine's on that album, right? Yeah. Sweet Child of Mine, Paradise City, My Michelle, Mr. Brownstone, Rocket Queen. I mean, it's such an amazing is album. I used to love her on that album. No, no, no. That's uh, Lies, GNR Lies. Uh, which is before that, right? Yeah, yeah. No, after. Lies is after? Yeah, Appetite is just awesome from beginning to the end. There's Every song is great. And Rocket Queen, to me, is the most underrated song on the album. You know, my sister, your cousin, <laughs> snuck into Manhattan when she was a teenager. To her see GNR? And her, her and her buddy Diane saw GNR. Night at Train? Li- at the Limelight. Oh, my God. 14 or 15 year old girls sneaking in and getting into the line. I remember my friend's brother was in California at the time when the set came out and he called him on the phone. He's like, I'm sending you guys a videotape of this band. I'm like 12 years old. 
we pop it in and it's Guns N' Roses before they were even on MTV. With that, with that, I don't know how we got it. It was like a bootleg version of the video. We watched it. We were in like our jaws. It, was, it must have been like people when they saw the Beatles for the first time. Was it Welcome to the Jungle? Or bootleg yeah, it was the bootleg Welcome to the Jungle, a video. We were like, oh my God, this is sick. Is Appetite the debut album? Appetite is the debut album. Yep, debut studio album. Yep. Now did that come Geffen Records? Did that come blazing out on MTV right away? Yeah, right off the bat. And then they were live on MTV. They they was huge. I know they were all over MTV. All over. I wasn't sure if that was um, all over. If that was one of those ones that just came out blazing. Oh, right off the bat, great album. Beginning to every song is great on that album. The other guitarist was Duff, right? No, Duff is a bass player. Duff was a bit. And Izzy, Izzy Stradlin was the other guy. was in their first band. And who's the drummer? Uh, uh, oh, God, why is this escaping? We got the blonde hair. Um, oh, my God. Now, the, the Guns N' Roses that are touring now. Is only, I think, Duff, Axel, and Slash. Izzy's not there. Izzy's not there. Slash can still play. Axel can't sing anymore. Oh, I like that. Steven Adler. Steven, Steven Adler. Adler oh, that's God, it. Is that the guy who had the drug problem? Well, I think a lot of them had a drug problem. <laughs> Almost everybody in that band probably had a drug problem. I don't know if Axel did. I don't know that. But I think they're very outspoken know, about it. You know, they're very honest. Say, uh, Slash was the one I'm not sure if he did. I think he did. I think a lot of those bands. And but I used to the hard, you, you hard way of life. You couldn't see Slash's yeah, face because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just like a mop of. He looked like Cousin It. Yeah, and that was so cool about it. They were just such badasses, with Guns N' Roses. Like just awesome. That so that is definitely, and it's a, it's such a you know curveball from um, the band, but that's definitely in my my backpack. And now I'm looking at the top ten list, and I'm trying to come up with something as hard as Guns N' Roses, and <laughs> I don't I, I have it. it. Uh, but I'm going to give you one. I guess it's the only real true rock album. Rock album. Led Zeppelin 4. Oh, yeah. That's on mine, too. So we both have yeah, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin 4. Absolutely. That's You've got gotta be five oh. major songs on and that album. Zeppelin is the Zeppelin and Guns N' Roses are those two examples out of years. I listen to them. When I hear it, I got to act like it's the first time I ever heard it because they're so overplayed. I know. They're so overplayed. Well, thanks to radio stations like yes. WBAB in New York, where yeah. Stairway was, what, every four or five hours? Oh, my hours? God. And um, even like um, 104.3, like Get the Let Out, you know, with Carol Miller, which is still cool. But, you know, you hear this stuff all the time, and it's like, oh, my God, Zeppelin again? But yeah, Zeppelin again, because it's so freaking not, good. Stairway's not even my favorite song on that album. No. I prefer Misty, and I prefer Levy. Oh, and Levy Breaks at the end? Yeah, when well, the Levy Breaks got just such a great yeah, yeah. drum and guitar riff. I like the Battle of Evermore. Battle of Evermore is a good song, yeah, too. Yeah, Misty Mountain. I like it all. Everything think, on there is think great. They, think they were into Tolkien a little bit? Yeah, well, a little, a lot of it. Um, Down by the Seaside, you know? that That's an album... You know, of all the Zeppelin albums, that that's the one you have to bring. Later, right? Down on the Seaside was from... That was on... Um, Physical graffiti, right? No, I think it's on it's four, on, isn't it? Are you looking at the track list? Yeah, before? I'm trying to look at the track list here. I should know all the top of my head. I've heard it. You should have. I know, and I don't either, actually. Oh, I, uh, side one. Yeah, Black Dog, Rock and Roll, Evermore, Hair, Stairway, which is probably yeah. You, look at side one. That's a amazing. I mean, and you could say so that is that the greatest rock song ever written? The Stairway to Heaven. You know, many many people have said that. It's the got greatest, everything rock and roll. Is it the greatest rock song ever written? You know, it's got every single thing you need in a rock song. More everything. Than, all right. More than a day in a life. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. I'd have to think about that. I think it's. I don't. I don't. Know, I don't consider it, Day it, in the Life in the top. I think. It, I think it's, it's number stair, one. Stairways up there. I. You know. I just. More than Hotel California. Oh yeah. I think there's like. I think Crazy Train is a better. You know from. What? I think Crazy Train from Ozzy is one of the great rock songs of all time. You know, my nephew has an Ozzy album on his yeah. top ten. Yeah. I mean. And that, I'll get to that. That that was a tough, 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 tough choices for me. Did you Ozzy's ever did involved. you ever see when Hart covered Stairway to Heaven? Yeah, it was with, cool. Yeah. With that I think that was um what the Kennedy Center induction? Yeah, that was cool. Amazing. Was yeah. Absolutely amazing cover of that song. But Led Zeppelin four, I would bring with yeah, me. Yeah, so that's definitely on mine. So I, I so, so one, just, one short. Move one of your honorable mentions up. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that probably. Yeah. Okay, so what do you got next? Uh, well, yeah, Black Sabbath, Paranoid, 1970. So you do put a little Ozzy. I put Ozzy on. I have to. I mean, I did. Chris you saw Black Sabbath. I saw Sabbath. Yeah, it was really. It was with like, Ozzy. With Ozzy. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Did but, you remember the lyrics? Yeah, yeah, he was he was good. Ozzy was great, actually. He was he was really really good. But it was you know, but um, paranoid to me. Black Sabbath is that's the the father. You know, the heavy metal genre starts with that album. Um, just it's so many. Cool, I, I know a lot of people think the first album, um, but I think Black Sabbath, Paranoid is. I mean, it's, it's definitely up there for me. Was Ozzy the only Brit in that band? No, they were all from the, they were all they from were, the same they, town. They were all from yeah. There. Okay, yeah. I thought what's his name, Tony Iommi. Was no, they're all from they're all from the same area of uh, England. When did you see them? Um, God, when they were at the they played Barclays Be- Center. Oh no, I thought it was Jones Beach. They no, played. Barclays Center a few years back. So that wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that was no? Barclays. It was not that long ago. Was it crowded? Yeah, it was sold out. And then they started. We thought they started early because all of a sudden we heard like war pigs. And we were like, what? We're like, we're running. We like started flying in there. We were like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> so they started like right on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had you ever seen Ozzy live before? No. It was my first time seeing Ozzy live. And what'd you think? I loved it. I loved Sabbath. You know, I loved the, I just It was just so cool just, I think, seeing Ozzy. You know, it was, it was it's, just it's, something about it that was just so cool. What are the songs that came off of that album that you like so much? Oh, I, I mean, um, Iron Man, War Pigs, Paranoid. You know, I just think War Pigs to me is one of the one of my favorite all time song metal songs, rock songs is War Pigs because it's so true um, to the listen to the lyrics. It's so true today as it was in 1970. Is that album 1970? Yeah, 1970. Like they, it's just a, an awesome, awesome album. You know, how many albums? Did Iron Sabbath, Man. All right. How many albums did Sabbath do? Uh, total. Yeah. With Ozzy, I think Ozzy was. I mean, I could probably look it up. Did right they now. do some after Ozzy? Yeah, with Ronnie. Yeah, with Dio. Oh, Dio that's was right. Yeah. Dio was in. Ozzy Sabbath. got kicked out in the late seventies, and that's why he went on his own. He got kicked out. Yeah, they kicked him out of the band. Did they give a reason why? Yeah, I guess probably drugs and alcohol, and it was taking over his life a little bit. But I think they all were, were you know, in, involved in stuff. But he was just wouldn't come to rehearsals and stuff. And all right, so if you had your choice, yep, solo Ozzy or no. Sabbath Ozzy. God, it's a great question. Sabbath. But you like the solo stuff. Oh, I love the solo stuff. Yeah, I love it. Even stuff he's done, you know. Yeah, I, I think Sabbath, though, just because of the just the old school did you see metal. His, did you see he's playing again? Uh, yeah, but he, I thought he wasn't. He's not touring anymore, right? No, but he's still doing shows. Yeah, I, I hope he would do like one of those. What do they call them? Are they just stay in one area? What do they call that? You talking about like when they do the three day festivals? No, um, a residency. Residency that would be cool. Ozzy go to, doing go a to Vegas and go see Ozzy. Yeah, that'd be sick. You know, and that's 
before I ju- jump the shark here, did any Kiss albums make your list? No. Okay. Nope. Mine didn't either. Nope. But you know, a lot of people, a lot of people who don't know out of New York, Kiss's last shows are going to be at Madison Square Garden in so December. They, so they say they're calling it the end of the road tour. Yeah. But we all know that Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are the biggest whores in existence. It's not going to be the end of the road. It may be the end of the road touring. <laughs> But you know it's not going to be their last show. Yeah. They're going to end up doing a residency in Vegas or a residency in New York like Billy Joel does at Madison Square Garden every yep. month. It's not going to be the last show. Don't get fooled. Don't go pay $300 to $400 or a ticket. $1,000 for front row. Yeah, $1,000 for front row. Don't get fooled. Buy it. It's yeah. not going to be their last shows. Nope. The guy is a whore. It's <laughs> not going to be his last show. At some point, though, they have to call it the end of the road, right? No, none of these guys do. I mean, they'll go until until. Didn't you say just say Gene Simmons is really sick though? No, I think he like got he maybe he had like a dehydration issue on stage. Keep taking recently. Those, keep taking those vaxes. Oh, Pete. <laughs> yeah, I, I sorry, we're not political here. Okay, we try not to be. Yeah. All right, my next album. Um, I said it already, so I'm going to put it out there. I, I put the Eagles' Hotel California on there. Oh yeah, great album. Um, just the start. Great album. That song. Yeah, I didn't make my list, but I would be that could be not. Uh, and there's not a bad song on it. No, album. it's it's a, it's kind of like a one I, I mentioned later on my honorable mentions that I I had to take off. But uh, actually, I'm gonna put that one on since I lost Led Zeppelin four. I mean, you got New Kid in Town on that album. You got Life in the Fast Lane on yeah. that album. All right, I gotta move my and, and then the. The closing song, The Last Resort, you got Desperado on that album. Yeah. And there's not a bad song on Hotel California. It's funny because two of my brothers despise the Eagles. Which two? Sean and Joe. Sean despises I think the he, I think he hates the Eagles. Oh, I wish he was here. Yeah, uh, and, and I think Joe Instead of too. having the shits. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you you like the Eagles. I like the Eagles. Um, and sometimes they're a band that I have to be in the mood for. I like to be the... Um, the Eagles. I'd be in the move for them. You're a big fan of that song, The Last Resort. Like, I love I Last know. Resort. I also love uh, Joe Walsh's stuff. In, like, In the City is one. I love that. You <laughs> got to admit, when Joe Pretty Walsh... Maids in a Row, is that in uh, is that in Hotel California? Pretty Maids in a Row. Is that in Hotel Take California? Take a look real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. I believe it is, right? It might be, but you, the Eagles sound changed when Joe Walsh came on. Yeah. I mean, before Joe Walsh, you were looking at Already Gone and Take It Easy. You were, you know, Southern California type music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though Fry and Henley, I don't think were originally from Southern California. Uh, isn't he Fry, from Michigan? Fry, was from Michigan. Yeah, I think he's from Michigan. And you know how the two of them started, right? Well, I they think... They were Linda Ronstadt's back. They were Linda Ronstadt's band. And didn't they live, like, somewhere near um, Jackson Brown? Yes. He was very influential the, yeah, on the song, they, they, oh, That whole group. Um, Seeger... They were they were tied up with Seeger, uh, Bob Seeger. Yeah. Um, and you got to give credit on Hotel California to Don Felder. Yeah. He wrote that whole opening guitar track. Beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. They'll, they'll, Are you looking at premium? I'm, I'm trying to look where it is. Man, you have a hard time coming up with song lyrics, uh, song tracks fast. Yeah, because when you go down New Kid in Town. No, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. Yep. Side two. I was correct. It is on there. Yeah. So, I mean, is there a bad song on that album? Let me see. Hotel New Kid. Uh, New Kid in Town is. It's a, it's, a, it's a country song. Wasted Time is great. Wasted Time's great. Um, 
Uh, victim of love is a no. What's wrong with victim of love? No, it's okay, but I just think the other uh, the the last three on that side too are great in my opinion. Pretty maids on a road, try and love again, last resort, or a killer. You left, but you left out desperado. Is Desperado not no, on Desperado's Hotel? not on Hotel California. Oh, then I'm... That's, that, that one you're talking about me in the music yeah, lyrics. You're looking up songs. Um, Wasted Time, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's a very good album. Very good from beginning to end. I saw them last year at UBS. What they did was... Uh, UBS is an arena here in New York, folks. Um, they did the whole Hotel California Live with uh, Vince Gill now replaced Glenn Fry. Oh. So Vince Gill is now in there, and he does a very good job with, with all the stuff that Fry used to do. And they did Hotel California with a live orchestra oh, and a cool. choir, uh, like a big choir. And then they did the whole album, and then after that they came back and they did about an hour of greatest hits. They did about an So it was yeah. great. It was great. I, I wish I saw it. And they're, well, they're still touring with it. Oh, so, man. Yeah, so when when, when they come, we'll back, come back around, when they come back with around with, I think we got to get you to see that. Show. Yeah, I'll probably get in and see that. But Hotel California is definitely on my list. My next one is a short album. It's only 39, uh, but I, I was, he's one of my favorite artists, and I think he's one of the great American songwriters, was Tom Petty with Southern Accents. Why is it a, sh- is it a um, short album? It's only 39 minutes. It's very short. Um, just because I, 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 this is one, in the, again, going in the backpack because, you know, Southern Accents is one of my favorite all-time songs. And I think if I was stuck in an island, I'd have to have that um, with me. Um, Rebels is great. Don't Come Around Here Anymore is on that. Don't Come Around Here No More is on that. Make so it better. So this album was 84, 85? Um, when was... Um, when did I have this down? 85. Yep. March 85. Won't back down on it? Nope. Best of Everything's on it. Um, but for me, it's just, I just think the whole... When you listen to Southern Accents, it's really... It's really Coming from Tom Petty, it's a really a, a heartfelt song. Um, you know, Southern. I just like that album. It's short. It was just in my my list, uh, and it was because I had to put a Tom Petty album on there because I, I love Tom Petty. And for me, it was be- better than Full Moon Fever by himself. But this is Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker. So, but I remember when you you love Petty, and when yeah. Petty died, you were actually angry. I was kind of taken you back were, and taken aback. But you were also angry. Yeah, yeah, because I you know something like that. He didn't get the help he needed, that the pills and all that. It was shot. I was pissed. I was really pissed, and I think he had the same problem basically that Prince did, right? Yeah, they once you get in those pills, man, it's that's what I think it was, right? I don't want to make well, spread you rumors. Saw, you saw Petty live, yeah, it was great. Did he, he was, do, oh my god, did he used to do a lot of jumping Every, around on stage and stuff. He moved a lot, yes. I mean, I could see definitely over the years of of touring and moving on stage that definitely could develop some. The only time I got to see issues. him was Live Aid because I was at Live Aid, but that's the only time I ever got to see Petty live. Uh, he was awesome. He was really good live, really, really, really good. So, but that album you mentioned, "Don't Come Around Here No More," I think is the only hit off. Hit off that, yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I mean by these albums that, like, you know, in today's world of like, you know, just downloading one's favorite song, the whole album for me is really. I think good. the days of albums are dead. Unfortunately, I, I think you're probably right. Unless it's a soundtrack album. Unless it's someone who comes and saves music, though, because I think that's the way the studios are made. It's a quick buck, you know? And how many, you know, I think today when you look at any band or really artist that comes out, like it's, you mentioned Kiss earlier, like who 45 years from now is going to go see Lizzo? Nobody. Exactly. Who's going to see, I don't know the next, a band probably since... The 80s, maybe Foo Fighters in 40 years people go see. 
30 years? I don't know, though. But it, is it, are they going to see the Foo Fighters or are they going to see Grohl? I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if there's that artist out there that has staying power. I mean, people are still like upset that Ozzy wasn't going on tour. And it's maybe, maybe it's a sad state of music today where are people seeing the Jonas Brothers 30 years from now? I think so. I hate to say it. I no, I hope I hope so because that, that that means a good thing for me. Taylor Maybe Swift, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. But we but, Beyonce. Eh. Could Beyonce do the diva Diana Ross stuff in her sixties and seventies? Probably in Vegas. Yeah, that's where they'll eventually go. But like, does Madonna play anymore? Like, yeah, she's got a whole tour coming this summer. Oh, and she, it's it's a greatest hits tour. Ah, oh, all right. But and I had the chance to get tickets for it, but I had seen her so much in her prime. I saw the Like a Virgin tour. I saw the True Blue tour, uh, and I saw the tour that she did with, I think it was called um, the um, uh, the album with um, Respect Yourself on it. Um, oh. But- yeah, and I saw that that show tour, the Immaculate Conception tour, it might be, I don't remember, but I saw that show twice. So do, and that was at her prime. Right. Do I really want to see a 64-year-old Madonna prancing around on stage well people still watching you know 77 year old gene simmons you know breathing but fire that, and spitting there's, blood there's some part of the problem maybe with that though is do i want to see a 60 some on your old madonna singing like a virgin there's a difference yeah, yeah and true. Um, it's, it's not meant to be sexist i swear to you it's not it's just image wise is that yeah. what i want to see yeah no it's true like i just think of is there someone like like I said, Beyonce, maybe 50 years from now. But I don't know. Like, And would Eminem 40, 30 or no, 40 years from no. now? People, he's going to be rapping? Like, come on. <laughs> I just don't think so. Okay. Hypothetical. 30 years from now, Ice Cube and Dre go out on a tour. No, they didn't. I mean, what did they do? Five songs and four? Like, how many songs they have together that are hits? I mean, look, it's 2000. And they don't it's, have the, it's, but it's, they don't have the maybe it, greatest hits. It's but, 2023. I'm going to see Queen in August with Adam Lambert. Well, that's what I think may, may occur in music. You're going to see a lot of cover bands start popping up when these bands can't play anymore. Billy Joel is what, 78? Still yeah, plays like a he's, madman? Because he's been... Elton know, he, John did a two-year fa- farewell tour. Because they have these libraries that we, we're saying, you know, who's And that's out. my problem. I don't know anybody who's got these libraries like, anymore. I know. Like I said, my last album, maybe this is me dating myself, or maybe it is a whole, you know... Don't, don't give you a last album. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's not even on there. It was an honorable mention I'm going to mention, but it was 30-something years ago. I mean, you even got bands like U2. I, you know U2 what? now we're going to do a resume. There's some scene pretty decent bands, though, like that. Like, you know, um, the Kings of Leon, I think, are pretty good. Foo Fighters, they didn't make my list. Kings, Kings of Leon, of Leon I don't to. even play together anymore, do they? I'm not sure if they do, but they, are, they had some really good albums. I got to give them credit. I forgot about them. I, I got to give you, them credit. Green, can Green Day last another 30 years? Fallout Boy? No, probably not. They'll probably be on like a, a tour, like one of those um, festivals at some point. I mean, Blink-182 just played Coachella last yesterday, and everybody's making a big deal about it. They haven't played together in live in five, six, seven years. Okay, it's Blink-182, so what? Oh, but there are still some, those bands had an impact. You know, Pantera's still playing without Phil and Dime. <laughs> not with, um, I'm sorry, without... Uh, Pantera's you know, without, still playing? Yeah, with um, Zach Wilde's been uh, playing for um, Meta- Dimebag. Will Metallica last another 20 years? No, no. They, they're getting up there, right? I, mean, I heard the new album's not very good. I like that one song they had, uh, Lux Eterna. I liked it. I had to listen to the whole album, though. Did you see what happened, though, with, like, they're playing 
at Giant State. Uh, yeah, not, two not days live. with two different two, two different di- shows, two different sets, and they originally tried to make everybody buy both shows, both yeah. shows, and it didn't work. So they well, had to. In, in Metallica's defense, and I, I will always defend probably Metallica. Um, they, you know, they have to do things different for themselves too, as artists. I love the idea you of know? two different nights. Yeah, but two- I I like the fact that they are like they have evolved with music. You know that they. As a, I guess, as in, like I said, I can't play music, but I'm sure if I was in James Hetfield's position, you know, I, I do want to write some different lyrics, play some new styles of music. Have you ever seen them? I've never seen Metallica. Me either. And I want to go in the summer, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to swing it. Do, do you want to see him in a stadium? That's now? the only thing, though. I don't know if I want to see him outside and it's 100 degrees in New Jersey in August. Like, that's the old Just man like in me. Just like when you put up <laughs> Guns N' Roses is playing in the stadium, too. Yeah. I had tickets for the Hard Rock hotel in florida but i sold them uh because i got peter gabriel tickets for up here two nights later yeah. that's the guy i'd rather see and I, I i actually find myself a lot now i'm actually on youtube watching old old early early metallica stuff from like the, the these little clubs they used to play and i love that right, stuff. so here, here's the you're deal up. yeah you're up well i was, well, I was gonna say here's the deal though we'll skip the stadium shows if we get an arena that we can go to in the new york area that's what we'll hit because I, I haven't seen them either. Yeah, I'd like to see them. They're, right. they're on the bucket list. All right, my Europe, next album. Yeah, because yeah. Southern Accent, so that's my last one. All right, you 2 Joshua Tree. Okay, yeah, yeah, good album. I just mentioned how they're going to start a residency in Vegas, I think, in September. There is not a bad song on that album. Joshua Tree? Look at look at that first side. The, the second side is just as it's good so as the funny. first side. But the he, second... You have to explain to the audience, what I think, to some people, what sides our albums are. All right. well, <laughs> the people who... Uh, albums used to have one side, which would have... used to be, on the average, five so, songs each First of all, there was this thing called a record player. A record player. <laughs> Most of our audience knows what record players are. But the average album was 10 songs, five songs yeah. each side, because you had 20 and 20, or 25 and 20, whatever it was. But go over the track listing on 80, Joshua Tree. Wow, Joshua Tree, 1987. Yep, and that was the first time I saw them live. Wow. Was right. the Joshua Tree tour at Nassau Coliseum. And I hate sounding like this, but it was almost like a religious experience watching that audience, wow. loving that band. Because don't forget, they, they had Boy and War and and then Unforgettable, uh, Unforgettable, Unforgettable Fire. Fire. Joshua Tree just took them to another level. Yeah, with or without you, trip, yeah, trip through the wires, run and stand still, bolt the blue sky, God's country, exit, one tree hill, still in flower and looking for. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, huge track list on that album. Exits and exit, which wasn't a hit, is my favorite song on that album. Oh wow. Do you remember exit? It's on side two. One tree hill is it before one tree hill, right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, one is on that album, I think. We're, no, no, not one. Is, what's the uh, it, streets have no, does with it or open, without you. Does it open with streets have no name? With or without you. That's the first song. No, I think so. No way. It's not. No, it can't be. I think streets have no name is the first song on that. Album. Yeah, with streets have no name. Then yeah. still haven't found one. Right. With, yeah, without each three. What's number two after streets uh, have no name? I still haven't found one. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, hmm. Red Hill Mine. You like that? Yep. Yeah. I see. I'm not the biggest U2 fan. I respect them. I think they've made a lot of good. People love them. Joshua Tree was the album where they took over. 
they took over. They were, yeah, they, they were became big. They were the big. number one and they band at that time. And they weren't like a big MTV band. I know, right? They, they were. were. They, they were. Jo- with Joshua Tree. But Joshua they, Tree is really, really But I still big. remember the the videos being cool. But they really didn't have, no, they really didn't right? have any like videos. Cool video. It was the videos with them standing in front of microphones. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that, uh, like, um, <laughs> what's that stupid show we make fun of? Which one? The heights. The, the heights, yeah. There's like the heights video. It's a U2. It's like just, the heights. You just see Bono. Bono like trying to look cool in front Bono of the mic. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I I know Bono loves the smell of his own shit. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks knowing that it's going to be a, an I love myself fest. You know, oh, yeah. Get he's, ready. He's doing a one-man show. Get ready for your indoctrination. Yeah. Oh, you think it's going to be that bad? Oh, yeah. Um, but he can't help himself. Joshua Tree is a desert island album for me. Oh, yeah. That, that's, what, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Right, we're gonna we're gonna kind of speed it up here. This is an easy one for me. Metallica Master Puppets, probably over black. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That, that, not even uh, this could for me if I this might be my number one all time favorite album. As um as um Master Puppets beginning to end, you know, just kick totally meta- peak Metallica, it's best all, Metallica. It's heavy. It's, it's heavy. heavy. It's it's probably the greatest metal album. Of all time, a lot of fast guitar. Oh on that yeah, album. it's a thrash album. You know, it's just it's a mass. It's actually a masterpiece of music from beginning to end. A awesome album cover, right with the the white you know crosses and the graves and the the hands in the background. I love the whole would, whole would, thing. Wouldn't you say that James Hetfield is channeling Lemmy from Motorhead? Yeah, on well, that Lemmy album de- definitely. All their albums, I think they're they were influenced tremendously by Motorhead. Um, Motorhead you know, influenced a lot. Motorhead of influenced heavy metal a bands. lot of bands, a lot of bands, and and rightfully so. You know, I mean, Disposable Heroes. What a great song about you know p- countries kind of going back. That's almost like a kind of like they're war pigs. You know, talking about kids going off to war. They're just disposable, damage incorporated thing that should not be sanitarium. Orion. The whole album is awesome. Maybe it's just me that I'm I'm a prefer. It's probably because of the commercial aspect that I like yeah, yeah. more. To me, I love and I. I I had a hard time between this and, and, and both the previous two albums of them, Ride the Lightning and Kill Them All. Like, I love, love, love that early, early Metallica. Three, those three albums were just, they were, like, mind-blowing for me. Even today, I, I can put that on and just... But that's the one I was taking with me was Master, but, those three. But like before, when we talked about Hotel California... Metallica on Enter Sandman might be one of the greatest openings of a song I've ever heard. No, Master's better. So is Battery. Better. They're much better. Uh, but again, it's, you it's, probably because you you've it's seen the commercial aspect. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you on its commercial aspect. Maybe I do need to go back and listen. Also, to that puppets. thing that should not be. Yeah. Oh. It's an amazing album. Do they still do a lot of that album live? I'm not sure because it's probably so much harder to play as you get older. You know, it's so fast. It's so fast. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they do. Get Hetfield's voice do it anyway. Yeah, James is James is the man. Yeah, I like him. I like James. He's definitely. I would like. That's another guy I'd love to like. Kind of like. He's not would be like the Hulk Hogan effect to me, but he, he would be up there. If you met him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Headfield would be up there for me. I wish I could have been there the day you met Hogan. Hogan was that. You must have been uh, beaming. I was beaming. The only time probably in my life, like, it's like that I've, I'm not a starstruck person. And that I, when Hogan, I was like, I, you know, it was like did emotions you, did, came. Did, did you have a little pit in your stomach right before? When I was, I actually, before they opened, because it's like Comic-Con, you're opening up the curtain. It's like, I kind of got like, oh my God, I got like. 
like Hulk Hogan's right there. Like, and I walked in, I'm like, holy cow, that's Hulk Hogan. Like, my whole childhood is like flashed before my eyes. Like, if I have much, I loved Hulk Hogan as a kid. What happened with you there was the same thing that happened with me, like when I met John Carpenter, and I completely, oh, yeah. the first time I met him, fangasmed. Yeah, and yeah. just was like, uh, uh, and I didn't know what. No, to see, say. that was cool. I, I kept my composure. Second time I met him, fine. First time I met him, fangasm. Yeah, internally I was broken up, but externally I was beaming. It was cool. So cool. Headfield would be up there out of too. All, yeah. So Headfield, out of all the other people you mentioned on that list, you'd be like that with. If I, I mean, like probably Ozzy. Alive, Ozzy. Ozzy more than Headfield. <sighs> no, probably James Headfield. I think probably James Headfield. I think because I'm bigger. He like, also seems like a real. He regular seems like a regular. Guy. He seems that way. He probably is. You know, it's what he, I think. More sometimes so, it's, more so than Lars. I think yeah, Lars is a bit of pain in the ass. I think it comes hard to fake the funk sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I think James is a genuine guy. I think you know he appears that way in interviews and you know videos and stuff and how he he was with the fans. Definitely up there. All right, my next album's an oddball. Okay. The Beatles, but I'm not picking a Beatles album that you would have expected. Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, okay. All right. Because I have a Beatles album on. All right. And the reason, why, next. the reason why I went with Magical Mystery Tour, and you can't count it as a soundtrack because they recorded the album before they made okay. the hour film. I like every song on the album. I will agree. Overall, it is not their best album. No, that's what, that's what this is about. It's about you on an island. Like, what could you listen right. to? And I could listen to... I Am the Walrus, Magical Mystery Tour, right. Your Mother Should Know, uh, Hello Goodbye, All right. um, Blue Jay Way, even though Blue Jay Way is way out there. Um, I'm a big fan of Magical Mystery Tour. That's the one. Yeah, that, that's what this exercise is. That, that's the one I would pick, and because I, I think I love Your Mother Should Know. All right. It's And I love Hello Goodbye. <laughs> Full on the Hills on that album, too. It's great. It's just, it's, it's just, uh, it, it, it's a it's the Beatles as they were transitioning through that drug phase. <laughs> they just started they started they started doing them. Um, which was your? I, I, so I'll go into my my Beatles yeah. album's the White Album. <sighs> Love it. Go ahead and tell. I'll tell. I'll tell you my problem with the White Album. But go ahead. No, go ahead. Tell me your problem. No, no. I want you to say because I just like I like so many songs off of it, and I think it's a half good album. Well, I can see that. I can see. Yeah, I, I think could, it would have been a. If it was a single album, it might have been their greatest single album ever. You know, Dear Prudence, Sexy Sadie, okay, like Rocky Raccoon, right? Ballad of John and Yoko, I love. Revolution, Mother Nature's Sons, and but then you've got song. shit like Piggy Piggies. Uh, oh, have you seen the? I love and that. Revolution number nine, number nine. Number, uh, don't uh, pass me by. Birthday, you know, Helter Skelter, Julia. It, again, why don't we do it in the road like this? Why don't we do Blackbird, it in the road? It's actually a really good Blackbird, Blackbird. Moth Idea. Again, there's one good album there, not two. That's my problem with the Guns N' Roses, Usual Illusion 1 and 2. Yes. That could be a great album if they put the songs together. But I, Happiness is a Warm Gun. There's like. I, I can, I'll give you. Um, See, I like piggies, though. No, you can't like. Nobody likes piggies. Uh, it's just like Genesis. They have on their Abacab album this song called. Um, but again, it's something. Was it you or was it me? And ABC. It's. But awful. it's something for me. It's in the. It's in the backpack. It's got a lot of songs. I could sit there for. I'm trying to build my fire at night to survive. I can put on the white. Is album. it just because you wanted to get a double album in there? No, because I have another double album which is next. But I forgot about. But I think I have to take it off the list because the more I think about it, I think it may be a greatest hits. But album. it's weird. Both you and I. Beatles albums with faults. We didn't go. Yeah. With, we didn't go with Sergeant Pepper. Nope. 
We didn't go with Abby. We didn't go with Revolver. Revolver. And I almost went with Abby. Rubber Rubber. Soul's good, too. I almost went with Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul and Revolver were back-to-back, I think, weren't they? Yeah. Because I I don't know. I just think about it on Deserted Island. Like, I'm so tired. I've been hearing that over and over again. I'm going to sleep to that every night. I'm so tired. All right. So my Sorry, Anthony. That was my bad impression of you. My next one, because you had already lost an album. So my next one. Yeah, I'll bring it back. Okay. My next one is... Brian Adams Reckless. <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh. <laughs> Why? Why? What? What? This is what you're bringing on the, a deserted yes. island? Yes. Here's this better have like a, a big story behind but, it. Yeah. This is right right, like, my, right in the wheelhouse. Like a lo- you better fall in love with somebody in this album. Well, I had to actually, one girl I knew had a huge crush on Brian Adams. So. Hey, no, that's, hey, that's part of it. Okay. But I've seen this guy live three times. Okay. All three times, and I just saw him again last year, puts on a great show. Yeah. His voice still holds up, but that's not why I would bring Reckless. I want to give you <laughs> this better the be a good seven, story. there's seven hits off of Reckless. Okay. One Night Love Affair. Okay. Heaven. Summer of 69. Monster Song. It's Only Love. Yep. Kids Want to Rock. Somebody. Okay. And Run to You. Yeah, those are all good. Yeah. That's basically the Brian Adams' greatest hit. Yeah, you're right. There's a few tracks missing. That's why I'd bring Reckless. No, that's a, that's, that's a good right choice, in yeah. the wheelhouse of high school for me. Yeah, that's yep. That's a pure nostalgia pick. Brian Adams, Reckless. Yeah, you got to bring it on. The, you got to bring it on. Now here's here's mine. That I have a backup plan to it. All right, I was going to say Grateful Dead Europe '72. It's a double album, but it's live. And That's it's, okay. No, it's I'll, a lot of the I'll greatest give, hits. I'll, stuff. I'll give it to you. It's because okay. I almost put Wings Over America on there, but I didn't. Okay, so I got pick, I had to pick a dead album. I'm a huge Dead fan, and just it's, it's, but it, it kind of is the greatest hits though. It's a live album. I'm it's, giving you the pass. All right, so I definitely have album. to pick Europe '72. Europe '72 is a Grateful Dead's tour of Europe where they pick part and parcels though. This is why it's. Technically, I could take it oh, off. It's not a whole show. It's different shows pieced together. Nope, take it off. Okay, so then I'll have to go. Working Man's Dead as my Grateful Dead album. Why? No, American Beauty. American Beauty is because it's that kind of like the band in that way. It's like that that like simplistic Americana, a lot of acoustic guitar, a lot of good songs off. Um, you know, American Beauty. It's it, it's just a, a good studio album of the Dead. And the, like the issue with the Dead is that it wasn't. Um, I hate the Grateful Dead. I know, yeah, you, you know do that. hate it. Yeah, you hate that. a lot of people. It's weird, but the, the I Dead like is one, one song. Yeah, the Dead's one of those bands with like, it's you love them or you hate them. With a lot There's of people, no there is no in between with, with a lot of people. Um, and you went to see them. I saw them a lot. Times? I mean, and I we made a run. My friends and I uh, probably when we were in high school, so it's the early nineties till they finished up in ninety five. We we killed it. We you were like road warriors. I, how many times did I get you tickets? Oh my to see god, them? we were like little road warriors up and down the East Coast. Um, you saw Dylan with the Dead. Dylan you saw with the, the Dead. Band, band with the, the Dead. Band. No, I didn't see the band. We saw. Um, oh God. Oh my gosh. Did, did, Mr. Who? Um, did Dylan? Steve the, Winwood. Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood was yeah. um, traffic. Traffic, traffic in the, the band. With the dead. Yeah. Did we see Los Lobos? No, I didn't see Los Lobos. Now, did Dylan play with the Dead during that show or no? No. So there was two separate yeah. sets. Yeah, Jerry. I think Jerry came out the first set. If I can remember, the one dead song I like is "Trucking." That's yeah, that, it. That's it. That's it. Oh man! And that's not even a Jerry song. It's a Bob Weir song, right? Trucking's Bobby. Yeah, Trucking's Bob. Weir. Yeah, I guess like a "Box of Rain" by Phil, "Friend of the Devil," "Sugar." It, it is really. This is like it's almost like a Brian Adams album. 
It's, you know, it's... Um, I don't know any hits from the dead, so there were that many hits on that Sugar album. Magnolia, Operator, Candyman, Ripple, you know, Truckin's on there, you know. Truckin's on the album? Yeah. 41 minutes. So, yeah, this would be my... That's why I thought Europe 72 is such a great album, but American Beauty for me would be that... Kind of that, like you said earlier, that Bakersfield sound, kind of. That's really what American Beauty is, that, that California Bakersfield, like acoustic, not really the psychedelic stuff. Um, the Dead, I think, was kind of turning a, a corner, you know, there and their their musicianship at that at that time. So definitely, I will take off Europe '72 and put on Grateful Dead's American Beauty. All right, all right. We got, I got two more. Right, uh, I've got mentions. I've got four. Oh no, I have to add another one because you. Yeah. We took so this I've got before. I've okay. got four. You so you have to add one back in. Yeah. Sure. All right. My next one, Michael Jackson Thriller. All right, big album. I'm not it, a Michael it, Jackson one of the guy. Biggest of all time. Oh yeah, I, you have to put it for you. Yeah, not me. But. I, I that first side only has four songs. You got "Wanna Be Starting Something." <laughs> that's they, played at every single wedding. <laughs> You're gonna be starting something. Does it really? Oh my god! Yeah, that's everywhere. Um, oh god! You got so, "Wanna Be Starting Something." Sorry for singing. This, this girl is mine. Is on that first side. <laughs> It's the second side where you, uh, Thriller's on the first side. I can't remember the second track on the first Every side. Every time I hear Thriller, I just can't get rid of the jacket. And how people want to wear that Michael jacket. Oh, the girl, the girl is mine. I can't stand it. It's the only song on the album I don't like. What, the Thriller jacket? <laughs> yeah, I'm dying right now. I got tears in my eyes. That red jacket? The red and black jacket. People wanted to wear that around town. Now, was anybody <laughs> was anybody as mass marketed by MTV as Michael No, Jackson's? God, no. Maybe Madonna? Yeah. Maybe Madonna. I think probably those two, Michael Jackson and Madonna, were huge marketed by um, MTV. Guns N' Roses probably, too. They were they were big the on TV. The, the police, yeah. Probably, yeah. I, Michael Jackson, probably Madonna, Gun, G&R. I think, I think one day we have, the to, police. We, have, we have to do a whole episode one day on MTV. On MTV, on yeah. The early stages of MTV. I think yeah. we need to do that. But the second side, you go back to back. Beat it and Billie Jean. Oh yeah, that's yeah, those are on side two. Yeah, that's huge. Human Nature's on side two. Pretty young. I like things. Human Nature actually. It's a great album. Yeah, I wouldn't be on my list, but you wouldn't bring it. No, no, that's all my. Do you have any anything outside of stuff? Zero point zero. Actually, you, no. I, I'm putting this one back. So, do, we, do you remember the night Thriller premiered on oh, TV? Oh God, yeah. I did watch it, it every hour, hour on the hour. hour. Yeah, Vincent and we Price. Were, we were all like, "Oh wow, the guy who directed American World in yeah, London yeah, and a seventeen-minute yeah. film." It's it something to look forward to. Like, I, I got to do something like that again for, for this whole new for kids today. Like, something big. Like, I remember it was like the three, the, the like the was it the Seven Eleven gave the three D glasses. Now, you, like, yeah, you know what I mean, like everyone had to run and get their three D yeah, glasses for movies like Gorilla at yeah, large. Yeah. Uh, now you know. At the drive-in, at the Fair Oaks drive-in every year, we do Fright Fest on Labor Day weekend. Right. So what I do at the halfway point, right about... You the, play Thriller? At the end of the film two, before the start of film three, which is coming up on the midnight hour, Yeah. I play the full 17-minute Thriller. Oh, that's awesome. But, you know, it gives t- people a t- chance to go pee, get some food, et cetera, et cetera. But we do Thriller every year. Okay. Now, since I have to take a Zeppelin four, I'm going to put back... This might be considered... You may consider consider this a pop album but i think it can arguably be also called the greatest debut album second in my opinion that guns and roses appetite boston i'm putting boston back in there the, first, the debut the debut album it's something i mean for something about you hitch a ride rock and roll band smoking let me take you home tonight peace of mind more than a feeling foreplay long time 
that yeah. that, that uh, every song the, is good. was huge every song and it is was good. a debut album right. that's i think that an appetite you could probably argue could be the two greatest debut albums of all time boston and, and appetite for destruction so i, I mean the, more than a feeling is one of my and, favorite and i songs. have to put in you know if my children are listening earmuffs but um when we were i was a younger adult my friends and i would have this adult beverage game that we would play to four play a long time what was it any you know, the, the the chorus part where it's like damn it damn it damn it damn you had that part of the song you had to chug a beer and so you could try to finish a beer in that part, and it happened three times in the song. So in that song, you'd chug three beers. Oh, you'd be yeah, yeah, it was a game. It was stupid. We were young and dumb, but I, you know, I would have to bring it on my my island because of that. I can't argue with that album. I, I just that replaced Zeppelin Four for me since we had that on. So I would put Boston on there. I like every song on that Listen, album. I don't think there's a bad song on that album. There's not. There really isn't a bad song on that album. And that guy, Tom, what was his name? Tom. Um, Tom Schultz. Tom Schultz was a big computer guy. I think he was an MIT guy. Yeah, he I think. was. I think they, they were, were MIT. Yeah, I think they, they were MIT. Old? I think they were from MIT. Then uh, Boston and just started a rock band. I know. And that album is so and then they good. Did that debut album and didn't do anything for what? Seven, oh, yeah. eight years after yeah. that? Yep. I, I mean, Hitch a Ride is a great song. And then I think after that, they did that album that they had, didn't a do Man- really, they had Amanda on it. They, that next Yeah, album. they didn't do anything like. That was not really as big as that. I guess that's so hard they, they to like. Ne- they never hit that peak again. It's so hard though with those with that great of an album. And then I know? think the lead singer killed I think himself. He, yeah, a little he passed while away. Back. Yeah, he committed suicide. And a great back cover to the album. Yeah, well, wasn't the album like a spaceship? Sib Hashin had one of the best hairdos of all time. <laughs> he had that big fro on that, the back no, of the album. Better than Jeff Lynn's. Yeah, Jeff, in the day. Jeff yeah, Lynn had a fro. Jeff Lynn looked like he did a lot of like like Sibs looked like it was like just normal. You love like, Sibs I love hair. Sib. Yeah, Sibs hair is great on the back of that album if you look at it. All right, my yeah, my yeah. La- my last. It's not my last one. I'm, my I, I have last. two more, and okay. then my honorable mentions. All right, Fleetwood Mac rumors. Okay, yeah, good album. Again, there is not a bad track on that album, and yeah. the history of that album is where you had. Mick Fleetwood alone by himself, oh, God, yeah. and then you had Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks breaking up, yep. and John McVie and Christine McVie breaking up. Imagine making an album with that type of. Can you tension? imagine going oh, in there making, and look at the album that came out of and it? working to the, get right. the chain? To me, is one of the greatest rock songs ever recorded. Okay, the chain's a good tune. Um, that's why when it shows up at Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, but you've got dreams on there. You've got you make you make uh, love and fun on there. Yeah. You've got. Um, there's so and I'm, I sh- and I should have written down the tracks before. I, don't stops on there. Go your own way is on there. Um, I don't want to know. Um, Lindsey Buckingham's got um. I don't remember the Lindsey Buckingham track. Is that um? Bound 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 I also never going back again is a great song. Yeah, never going. It's it's that's a great song. And uh, song is Songbird on that album. Songbird's Songbird's on that album. album. Gold Dust Woman. Gold Dust. Oh, Oh, how can I forget Gold Dust Woman? I don't want to know. Yeah. It. Tell me, there's a bad track on that album. You make love and fair. Don't stop. Yep. Go your own way. Unfortunately, go go your own way is one of those overplayed songs. It is. You know, but it's still a good song. So don't stop. But. I wish the one thing about never going back again. I wish it was longer. It's only like two minutes. It's a short. Yeah, song. it's a short song. I wish it was like they could do a couple more verses. There's of certain that. artists that you can always define where 
you listen to them and you know who it is. If you listen to like McVie and Buckingham yeah, and yeah, Fleetwood, yeah. you know that's a Fleetwood Mac song. Right. Because there was something about McVie with, with his guitar slide that you could hear yep. and Mick Fleetwood's drumming. You can automatically tell it's a Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. And that is pinnacle on Rumors. It's a, great, it's a, it's it's a, a very good album. Yeah. It's an album you have to take with. Yes, I agree. Me, uh, next one, second to last one for me is definitely uh, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Great album. Just, uh, I, and I don't don't know why I didn't think of it. Yeah, it's just, it's on there for me. It's a little bit different than, you know, so that, that's my bag of tricks would be like, you know, Boston, Metallica, <laughs> and the Beach Boys. Uh, but I think every song in the album is great. Um, just, it's, got, it's got one of my all-time favorite it was songs just, on it. It was just different. You know, it was just so different at that time. Um, what, what's what's soon? Which would you guess would be my favorite? Wouldn't it be nice? No, wouldn't I do love. It wouldn't nice? it be nice? God only knows. God only knows. Yeah, and the great. I think the guy who helped Brian Wilson write that. He said, you know, we wrote one of the great love songs that starts off. If I will not always love you, I yeah. may not always love you, and it's like, oh my God, I may not always love you. But he writes in the greatest, like one of the great love songs of all time. But like, it's so like. It's just so eclectic that album. It's like really shows the genius of Brian Wilson that that album. The orchestra, yeah, just write him putting the music in, like just and it made him lose his mind that album. Well, I think Brian Wilson is just he's. I think he's one of these. He's a genius. I think, and I think sometimes with geniuses, there's that there's that line that you know is like what you may consider oh, oh he's eclectic or he's quote unquote crazy, but he's actually a genius. Like he thinks God and God creates music according to him and that he can hear so i guess if you equate that like if god is music and i can hear this then that's god speaking to me in a way and And he's actually somebody i was rooting for to get better yeah he did absolutely he found the right woman in his life yeah got himself brian wilson is a he's he's up there for me yeah i would love to he's another guy i'd love to meet and sit down and and talk with and i think pet sounds is just such a great album i know a lot of people you know paul mccartney loved pet sounds paul mccartney said it's the best album ever recorded Uh, he said it's better than anything the beatles ever did it's so good it really and it was the wrecking crew right with the band that was that the wrecking crew that played on that album yes it was the wrecking crew and he did that basically when the rest of the band was like on tour right Right. (laughs) he He came back he he (laughs) didn't want to go on tour because he was starting to get stressed being on stage yeah so he said i'll work on the album and he came back and he said, "All right, all you guys have to do is now sing. <laughs> just sing. It's like, all already <laughs> recorded." And if, if I remember, I think Mike Love fought him on it. Yeah, the the brothers backed him, Brian and because uh, I think they got it. They were kind of like, "Oh my God, listen to this Carl music!" Yeah, like listen to this music. It's a, it's incredible that that what he did. It's it's just amazing. And at the end, I just wasn't made for these times. That's. Did, that's him. Did you ever see Love and Mercy? Loved. I told you about it. You did. Yeah. That's right. Anybody who has not yes. seen it, it's it's a really good biopic about Brian Wilson. Yeah. And it's um Paul Diano Paul, and um, Paul Dano. Dano and John Cusack. And John Cusack. Yeah. So because it keeps flashing back older. Very, younger, very older cool movie. Very cool movie. Very cool. I kinda cool. wish I would have put pet sounds on my list now. I don't know how I missed it. And it's it's up there for me. Though it's I mean, again, I don't think it's a you know, it's, that it's, was I'm, another. I'm, it's, it's, I'm getting as redundant as Sean saying iconic all the time, but I don't think there's a bad song on that and album. That's one of the ones from um, the Mail Away CDs that I got. Pet Sounds. Yeah, I, that, I was like, ah, I got a one for a penny. Let me throw. It was like the band Pet Sounds, you know, <laughs> and I never really listened to it until my 20s, and it was uh, from a friend of ours who passed away, Jim Kern. Yeah, 
he got me actually listening to Pet Sounds. He goes, well, did you ever listen to Pet Sounds? I said, ah, it's the Beach Boys. Right. He goes, listen to Pet Sounds. Yeah, that's what I, I remember ordering it. And I'm like, I bet that, as I mentioned earlier, I was into like more Metallica and Megadeth and, you know, Motley Crue and the Grateful Dead. And then I'm like, oh, even though that's a little bit different type of music, when I saw Pets, I'm like, ah, oh, it's the Beach Boys, but what about it's a penny? And then I'm like, holy crap, this is so a great. It's, it's so, so many layers on that album. And it's just so different from anything I've ever heard, At that, I should say, you know. All right, I got, All right, I, um, you got let, two more, I got one more. I'm going to give you my two because it's okay. the same artist. Oh, wow, Because I, I had to do it because he's my favorite artist. Oh, he, I got it. No, you, no. you know who it is once I say my favorite artist, and I couldn't choose between the two albums. Uh, so I picked Phil Collins, yep. Face Value, Okay. And no jacket required. Yeah, very I, oh, very right. good. Um, brief history with me. Phil Collins was one of the first shows I've ever seen live. And that, just like Brian Adams, again, it's nostalgia for me. It's my childhood. Yeah. And no jacket required used to be my favorite Phil Collins album because it's got my one of my favorite Phil Collins songs on it. It's also got a song that he uh, does with, where you can hear Sting in the background uh, called Long, Long Way From Home. Uh, Long Way From Home. It's got one of my least favorite songs on there with Susudio. Uh, I like Susudio. <laughs> it's so played out. <laughs> I know. I like it, though. Uh, Take Me Home is great. Oh, great, great. Actually, I wouldn't... Uh, I Don't Want to Know is great. I just put a uh, Phil Collins station on my Pandora. Yeah. And I still listen to a lot of Phil Collins. Uh and probably because of my my obsession with Miami Vice also when he was You are. <laughs> and that's and that's where face value comes in because in the air tonight Yeah, that that's phenomenal. It's also my favorite song that I've ever seen live. live. Um I saw him at a show at Madison Square Garden the first time I saw him. And he's sitting the lights go down and just you hear the the electric drum start. And the spotlight goes and he's sitting on top of a speaker. And or a ledge, whatever it was, and he starts with the singing, and he's singing on, you know, with a with a headset on. I remember, don't worry, worry, and then when it comes, to the hurt doesn't show, the pain still grows. So strange to you, he kind of like leapt off of what he was sitting on, lands on the drum stool, and him and Chester, boom, 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 and start the two of them start playing on the drums together, and. I think the hair stood up on the back of my neck because I was such a fan. It's so simple, but it's so cool, that drum beat. It's dun, a simple dun, song. Dun, 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 dun. It's just like... But there's other good songs on that album. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I Missed Again. Um, Roof is Leaking, which actually had a guitar solo from Eric Clapton on there that got cut. Oh, wow. Got cut. Well, you know, the two of them are best friends, Clapton and Colin. I'm a big Clapton uh, Phil, guy. Uh, Phil was... Clapton's son that got that. Oh, he's the Godfather, right? Yeah. Phil was the Godfather. Yeah. Um, you have um, the remake of Tomorrow Never Knows on there. Um, it must be loved. There's so much good stuff. And that album, again, just like Rumors, that album is built out of pain. That's a yeah. divorce album. He yeah. was divorcing his wife at the time. Uh, and No Jacket Required is just great pop. Yeah. What's a big song of No Jacket? Susudio. Susudio. <laughs> Billy don't lose but Billy, Billy don't, don't lose that mm-hmm. and my favorite on the album is One More Night. I I don't great, think you get a great better, song. I don't think you get a better ballad than One More Night. Just to show you how good that song is. Did you ever see Color and Money? Yeah. Okay. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Robbie Robertson composed the music for that film and, and collab got all the music together. The scene in the very beginning where Newman and Cruise first see each other for the first time when Newman's watching him play pool. Play pool. They use the entire track 
of One More Night. Oh, wow. Just very, very low in the background, but it works. It's one of the best music cues I've ever heard in a movie. I go back and watch that. Yep, it's one of the best music cues I ever heard in a movie. But face value, no jacket required, coming with me on the island. It's actually very interesting that you mentioned two things uh, that brought my last album. Um, Derek and the Dominoes, Layla and the Sword Love Songs. Yeah, Eric Clapton and um, kind of a, not a divorce album, but very, very influenced by uh, Eric Clapton's love of, of his best one of his best friend's wives, George Harrison. George right? Harrison's wife, yeah, Layla, which is probably I he, I think it's his best song ever written. It is. It, I, I'm a huge fan of that but, song. So what I did, I, I I wanted to put on like some Allman Brothers stuff, but I couldn't um, because we limited to ten. And Dwayne Allman played on a lot on this album. He played on multiple songs. Does he play on? Layla? He plays on. He plays on Layla. Yeah, that whole ba- you can hear it in the back. Um, from like I looked away is a great song. Little Wing, Layla, um, Thorn in the Garden, Bell Bottom Blues, which is an unbelievable song. Um, I just every um, you know I am yours. Like it's such a great great album. Derek and the Dominoes was before Cream, right? After Cream, it was. A- wow. And he and he would actually. I think it was something. If I can recall. It was called originally Eric and the Dominoes, and like they were playing this little club in England because he didn't want people to know it was him. And then they, the guy sounded like, "Oh, it's Derek and the." So Derek and the Dominoes is actually a Clapton solo project. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, I uh, never knew that. Yeah, it's Eric Clapton. Um, who else is in the band? Bobby Whitlock, Jim Gordon, Carl Rattle, Dwayne Allman played. On, Dwayne played eleven of the fourteen songs. There's fourteen on the, songs on yeah, there. Yeah, that's it on my list, man. Is it a double album? Um, I don't know. No. That's a lot of tracks for a yeah. single album. Keep That's literally seven minutes. Yeah. Yep. Have you ever loved a woman was a cover? Little Wing they covered. That was a Jimi Hendrix song. I have a friend who loves the song Layla and likes to stop it at the instrumental. Uh, he just thinks the instrumental bing, goes on way bing. too long. Well, it's Dwayne, and I believe that's Dwayne and Eric Clapton playing together. I mean, you got two of the greatest guitarists in the history of music on that album. That's why I put it on my on my list. Uh, all right. So um should I give my honorable mentions first? Yeah, I'm just, I'll go through mine. It's only a couple, and I, I could have been. I, I could have put five honorable mentions. I could have put a hundred, so I cut it down. I, I had "Back in Black" by ACDC, "The Highwaymen," which was Johnny Cash, yep. Waylon Jennings. That had to be on there for my countryside. Never mind the Bullocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. Punk, really? Yeah, yeah. Total punk. Uh, then I had I put Boston in my list because of um, Zeppelin Four, and then "Rust in Peace" by Megadeth, 1990. All right. That's only four. Here's here's my five honorable mentions. Springsteen, born in the USA. Okay. Okay. Yep. Billy Joel, The Stranger. Because mm-hmm. I had to get a Billy Joel album in there somewhere, and it was a toss-up between that and Glass Houses. Uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. But for me, there's only five absolute must songs for me off of that album. Right. So I, I couldn't do it. The Who Quadrophenia. Okay. Because and then I said, ah, I don't want to bring a concept out with me. And it, the concept's kind of depressing, like both of the concept albums are. And Elton John, I want to say greatest hits, but you'll call foul on it. Yep. Uh, Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. Is that a, that's not a greatest hits? No, it's not. All right. Um, it's got the title track. It's got Someone Save My Life Tonight. And that's about it. They were not. Uh, Pinball Wizard, I think, is on the album, Okay. Um, and that, the runner up to that one was. Um, Yellow Brick Road. And this, Yellow Brick Road. This, this is again when you think about it, there's so much stuff there like to take take with you and take but the fact that you took out soundtracks and yeah, greatest, greatest hits, hits made is this really, really yeah hard. this was definitely audience this was like tough this took me I'm not gonna lie this took me a couple of 
I would say years in the making. I'm not kidding you. I've thought about this for years, and I'm still like, man, you know what? What that would be it? Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty pretty confident. If you had to throw one off of your list, which I throw off my list if here, you had to throw one off mm, the White Album. Okay, yeah, it would be either the White Album or that's funny. That's really funny because you know what album I throw off. Magical I throw off Magical Mystery. Yeah, probably the White Album. Yeah, definitely. Not definitely, but wow, probably you and I would both throw the Beatles out. Yeah, right? yeah, as opposed to the other th- others. Yeah, maybe if I, I love Appetite though, I couldn't lose it. Maybe, yeah, yeah it's pro- maybe Paranoid Black because I, I like uh, the original. But I would throw the White Album off before um, Black Sabbath Paranoid. So we're going to be back next week with another show. Kev, what do you think we want to do? What do you want to do next week? I'm not sure. Well, we'll get Sean back. We'll get Sean back in the do fold we next to, week. We, we've got a couple of ideas. Do we want to do the captain's episode? We'll do an episode on captains. We or do we do. want to do the idea I had about um, great movies that you've never seen? Not great shitty movies, but great movies that nobody has seen. Great movies that no one has seen. Great, you know, films that were box office failures, but you know that they're good. Not that they're bad, because they have to be good movies. Well, that's going to take a little research, because I have to go back in the box office yeah, But numbers. it's stuff you like. Oh, all right. Oh, they're gonna it's laugh stuff everyone. you like, like but, they, but they were not box office hits. Okay, yeah, that sounds, that sounds doable. That's, a, that's an easy yep. one, so that may be one we'll do next week, and we've still got our series, different series. We got different series we got to get up. Yep, so audience, we thank you again for your, your, uh, Continued your time. Su- Continue time support. support and listening. Uh, if you like it, like or love the show hit that oh, like it's, button it's almost time for um to open up that driving yes i'm gonna open it up i think either may 19th or may 26th fair oaks driving fair oaks driving middletown new york um mario brothers will probably Ugh. be gone by then uh no, fast, I don't wanna, I fast don't and furious will be around and that looks like dreadful remake of the little mermaid <laughs> did I you see the does. trailer no but i i bet you it does over 100 million but look at the trailer it looks like somebody ripped up a Little Mermaid looked look like they ripped up the 90 pages of script and movie, put it in a blender, and the computer shot this out. Well, are they, did I hear they're also doing going to do a Snow White live action? That's the rumor. Is that tr- like, when did they stop? It, like, it's, it's just released just, a cartoon. It's just, it's just Disney bankrupting but the like, vault. You know, the, just, but the, to me, again, going back to investors and all that, just re release Snow White. They don't need to. That's why they've got Disney Plus. That's true. You're right. But, you know, that's when I said to you before why Universal is going to take over. Disney's got a thing called a Pixar film called Elemental. Mm-hmm. The next couple of Universal's got another Kung Fu Panda movie coming. They've got a, and a, a comedy about birds called Migration at the end of the year. And they're expanding their park. They're the expanding. Epic Universe. It's they're building. Gonna have, it's going to be tremendous. And it's going to have a whole Nintendo park. Nintendo I park. I think a Universal Monsters and park. How, how many how many cartoons are they going to be able to uh, get out of the Nintendo Universe? Oh my they're going to be able to get a bunch. Oh, yeah. From the different Nintendo characters. Zelda, probably. They're, they're probably going to... Basically, Mario's going to be the Mickey Mouse for Nintendo. Yeah. And they're building a huge, and but now I'm, but that's a, you know that's kind of the beauty of capitalism and competition is that Disney have to step up their game and say they okay, have to step up their game, and I don't know if they're willing to. When you said before about woke, I got a friend who made a joke to me. He said, "I bet you there's people inside working at Disney who are so woke that they're trying to blow up the company from the inside." I wouldn't out. be surprised that they they because if you look at what, how Disney I has hope shifted, it's, I hope it's not. Look, everybody's entitled to their own beliefs. I, well, I get it, but don't let it destroy. Well, it. if I worked for Disney or if I was a CEO of Disney, I would always ask myself, "What would Walt do?" Yeah, you know, that's a simple question. What would Walt do? What would Roy do? 
You know, what would what would they do? What would they think? I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not their minds. I don't know how they would think in the modern world, but I don't know if they would, you know, like like what's going on. But I mean, some of the stuff is still great. The the the, the rides are awesome. The, the parks are cool. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just, just go back to making. Hey, we're we're planning on going next year. Yeah, of course, we you know, we've been, yeah, trip. we've been a lot. That'd be good. The Bucktooth Gremlins from Disney. Yeah, we'll do a buck. That would be great. <laughs> Maybe Mister Morrow would meet us. Oh, there. who knows? We, if you guys, it. if you got paging, what is it? Paging, paging Mister Morrow, paging Mister Morrow on YouTube. You guys got to watch this guy. He's awesome. He's awesome. But for all of you, like us, love us, put a yep. hit that appreciate button on. Share iTunes with your friends or and where, family wherever your podcasts that you're listening to. Uh, we will be back next week. You got any emails? Emails at the Bucktooth Gremlins at gmail.com. And as always, stay Bucky. Peace.
Oh, shoot. 